This UCF Knights edition of the Big 12 Experience on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by, by our Patreon. Score exclusive perks, contests, and contests, including our NFL win totals contest at a $1,000 prize. Join today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. We are also brought to you by our Parlay Play. The Parlay Play is a lead pipe locking in Parlay player props. Go to parlayplay.io and use a promo code SGP for a 100 deposit bonus today. Back to the Big 12 College Experience, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. We're talking the UCF Knights, a.k.a. the Central Florida Very Golden Knights. Uh, shout out to our new, final newcomer in the Big 12. Go check out the other three previews with BYU, Houston, Cincinnati. We also got West Virginia, Iowa State, and Kansas done. So this is preview number eight. And we are previewing these nights. Welcome to the Big 12 coming over from the American uh, Conference. But first, I am Moneyline Mac, a.k.a. the former, former video coordinator for Bob Huggins and Frank Martin. And I am joined each and every episode by a guy that was born in Provo, Utah. He's got family in Ames, Iowa, and he lives in Morgantown, West Virginia. He's a walking contradiction. He is rambling rush. Hey, I like your backdrop, uh, Rush. What's going Thank on? Thank you. Man? Yeah, the beautiful bounce house. I also we like to give UCF fans a hard time. We know that they're night the knights, but you know we got to call them the Mickey Mouse, very shiny golden knights. They say they're sent the University of Central Florida. We're not Central Florida, which that's the part <laughs> I don't get. But of course, in the spirit of of, of, of having fun with the newcomers, I wore I wore uh uh oh uh oh wrong wrong knights uh oh uh oh. <laughs> I, I had to throw on the army shirt for this one. The, the, my UCF shirt's still coming in the mail, but but meant well. We we love you. We're glad you guys are part of the the Big Twelve. And hey, there, there's a reason we're doing uh, uh, your preview right now because as the all the newcomers, you're ranked the highest. So hey, good good for you. Very shiny golden knights. Indeed, and yeah, you know what? We'll take our jabs at you guys because it, it, the more it bothers you, the more we're going to play along with it. So and it's only you guys, Yes, if you guys – and don't worry, Arizona State, they are more <laughs> sensitive than you guys. So we're happy to have you in the Big 12. And yes, uh, sneak peek, I think we're all pretty high on your football team down at the bounce house and you're number one the Big 12. But third man in the box, batting in the three-hole – he has he's always fighting a family civil war, whether it's uh, between the Texas schools, Oklahoma schools, got a seed everywhere, including Orlando at, at, at UCF and Cincinnati. He is the Big 12 guru, and he I know he's excited to talk some nights football here. Troy, what's going on, man? Man, I uh, I got my unbuttoned shirt on, my puka shell necklace. I hope I'm <laughs> trying to fit into the UCF look here. Uh, what a fun fucking place to go party! I'm, I mean, Orlando can be the absolute worst, uh, especially Kissimmee if you try to get involved in Disney. 
But the downtown yeah. Orlando area and the, the UCF area, there's just a bunch of people that want to fucking party. And I can appreciate mm. that. As much as I appreciate mm. Morgantown, it's just... There's a whole nother level to... Uh, it's not the drinking that goes up. It's the additional substances that really intrigue me. Indeed. I wonder yes. what those I, could uh, be, Troy. I knew that you were going to be... Ex- yeah, I uh, I knew you were gonna love this episode. This is right up your alley. Well, but we're I mean, talking. I'm, I'm gonna be down Go there at the bounce house, maybe for two games this year. So there's a possibility that I'm down there uh, for the Baylor game, and they get to play Oklahoma State down there. So I'm thinking Ooh. about. I know we're at least going to the Baylor one, but I'm thinking about the Oklahoma State game. Well, you guys Mom heard it there. Every, everybody watching on YouTube.com/slash the College Experience. Troy's Twitter handle's right there, so hit up Troy. He's coming down to the bounce house to uh, hey, have a little fun, have a little dust up there on the weekend. A little and dust then, up. Dust ups. Yeah, no doubt. And uh, let's talk about these nights because Gus Malzahn, year number three. Last year they finished 9-5, and five, another good year. 7-7 um, seven and seven against the spread, so I kind of push if you bet on them all year. But they had some injuries, especially at the quarterback position with Plumlee recruiting is getting better and better as they head into the big 12. And I think this is a sleeping giant uh, rush. What are your thoughts on these nights headed into the big 12 in their inaugural year? Well, I, th- I think they have the most upside to them. Um, maybe BYU, but for, for, because of home field advantage for BYU, but for UCF is they seem like they have everything going for them right now. They seem like they're the most ready for the big 12 Hell, I mean, give them a couple years, right? We're starting to see different states kind of change who's really running that state in terms of college football. UCF has the, the, the highest enrollment. They're in Orlando. That place is nuts. I mean, I, I haven't been to the bounce house yet. We had a, I had a conference there a couple years ago for work. Stumbled across downtown Orlando. Next thing you know, I was, I was shotgunning some beers on stage. I'm like, oh, I thought I was here for work right in front of all my coworkers. So, hey, they liked it. It, it all worked out. It was that type of place. It's awesome. But I'll, t- I'll tell you what is from a West Virginia fan, I'm really nervous. I know we'll get to the schedule here in a second. I'm really nervous about playing there. They're, they're, they're a good team. We can make fun of them all we want with the shiny Knights and Golden Knights this. Of course, it's all for fun. But, but these guys are need to be taken seriously and these guys might be give it a couple more years the premier football team in florida yeah i mean i really think they've got a chance to be the premier football team in the state of florida uh right in the middle uh gonna have all the money in the world the fans are i mean when it comes to not giving a shit the fans are good at doing that while still being in attendance like they don't not show up because they don't care they will show up not caring but they're at least there and all it takes is you know one pretty good fan for every two or three hundred random people that are there to start a little chant and then before you know it the whole the whole stadium's getting into it they like to do these things down in orlando called y bombs and it's just a <laughs> vodka red bull but what they do is they bust open the bottom of the red bull like a like they're shotgunning a beer and then the bartender will pour like two shots of vodka into That's the awesome. Red Bull. And then you got to <laughs> flip it up and shotgun the vodka Red Bull. I it, makes sense as it. To, it makes sense <laughs> as to why they're fired up, though. And I, I mean, it's definitely a sleeping giant program. I would even venture to say that the basketball program is a sleeping giant now that they're in the Big 12. 
Hey, hey, you know what's ironic? By the way, I want a Y bomb after uh, you you describing that drink. They're making now Florida State and Miami are rumored to be on the move here. I don't know when. It's a matter if and when, according to Florida State. UCF is currently got getting more money on their TV deal than Florida State is. The irony because the Big Twelve deal is better than the ACC deal. So the only university in, in uh, the state of Florida is, is the Gators right now that are making more money than and these. How nights. well have so, they been doing lately? I, yeah, yeah. I, 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 it'll be interesting with Napier in year number two. But Rush, you're absolutely sure. right. Like, I mean, yeah. I mean, they've been they've been down these last couple of years. So uh, this could this could be the premier uh, college football program in the state of Florida in the Sunshine State for years to come. Um, we'll, we'll talk about it on the other side of this uh, preview in the 2023 UCF nights. But I first got to talk about our sports gambling podcast, Patreon, uh, because you can get access to exclusive contests, including the NFL win totals contest with a $1,000 first place prize. Besides season long contests, they also have weekly contests just for our own Patreons, plus a monthly SGP stories podcast, completely every and full behind the scenes from all these years at SGPN. I bet you there's a bunch of stories, maybe some Y bombs involved in that. Uh, <laughs> hell, there's even a Discord channel just for all you patrons out there. And you can prevent corporate gambling by doing your part and fighting that fight for us today. Go to the sports gambling podcast.com slash patron. That is the sports gambling podcast.com slash patreon. And we are back talking UCF, very, very golden nights. Uh, let's, let's look at the, the betting odds for this year over under set at six and a half, 35 to one to win the big 12, 300 to one to win the national championship. Shout out to Cameron Kerr for the graphic. You see uh, UCF fans, your third, uh, on our logos on the bottom of our football field on, uh, youtube.com slash college experience. Uh, initial, initial leans here, rush. Do you like the over under before we dive into this schedule? Um, in depth. I I think this is the well ultimate tease. It's perfect. <laughs> it's either going to be six or seven. That That's what it's going to be. And I think we'll get to the schedule here, but I think the determining factor, if it's going to be six or seven, is whether they beat Boise State in week Boise two. State. Yep. Oh, you put that up, Troy. Yeah, that's what you meant by week two. I, I think that that's the game right there already in week two. For, for UCF. I do have a quick, quick, quick side note and, and reach out to, to us on Twitter. Reach out to me, Rambling Rush. Why do you guys want to be you first in your name? Like you're the University of Central Florida. I'm not saying well, that you represent. Can so, I don't understand. I Troy, can. Can you? Okay. Yes. Please explain you've, it to me, Troy. You've never been it. to the real Central Florida. No, so everybody, I have everybody I, that goes to visit goes to Orlando or Kissimmee. They don't ever get to go to Auburndale or Lakeland. The real Central Florida is as Texas as Texas, maybe even more. The only place that uh, I think in terms of cattle production, Florida is just behind Texas. They, okay. uh, there, the Central Florida area. There's a huge uh, Polk County that is in the middle, yeah. And it is the biggest hick area. The you can get away with anything <laughs> if you're white. I mean, it is crazy. <laughs> I say this from experience, not like 
out of trying to make a joke or anything. Yeah, I've yeah, been yeah, there. yeah, yeah. Like I've I've seen a friend of mine when we're going the same speed down the highway, me go right by the cop and then the cop pull him over and me be like, well, I know why he got pulled over. <laughs> uh, but I mean, you look at it geographically, Orlando is right there in the central part of the state for the most part. Them and, yeah, but I they, mean, want, they, want the U, they want the U so everybody knows that they're uh, university students, not just like gator wrestlers or I get that, player. but it's like you could you could apply that logic to West Virginia University. I want people to know I'm a student of West Virginia, not like someone living in the middle of nowhere. Like like Yeah, it's but just, the difference between Morgantown and the rest of West Virginia is really not I mean I see what you're saying. Town, a big... Like the difference between Orlando and the rest of Central Florida is insane. I can it's, I can see that. Yeah, it's like if North Virginia and and Southern Maryland exist around DC, and it was sure. then just like cow farming all around it. Orange right. groves. Okay, there you go. We got we 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 were talking I think that's about as the close over as we'll get. We were talking <laughs> about the over under win they, total. They don't want to be embarrassed. Geographical the name yeah. Central Florida, but I guess when it comes to my turn on the over under I'm really, really high on this football team being good, but their schedule sucks. I'm, I'm <laughs> right off the bat. I'm leaning under actually. I, uh, I'm leaning under too. I think it comes down to that Boise state game and the, sorry, I got confused Ryan with the over other over under is how many years it takes the big 12 to put UCF from, from the top of the alphabet to the bottom of the alphabet. So those are the two un- over unders you have to deal with with UCF, and I, I just wanted yeah, a little true, more they're... explanation why. Well, then yeah, you can no, always it's... ask the question: Why is Oklahoma not UO? Well, you can do the same thing with Colorado. They're CU, but they're the University of Colorado. And as Daniel Tosh said at best, they're so high all the time they don't know where to put any of the letters. <laughs> yeah, maybe that that's UCF too. <laughs> Well, especially with the newcomers coming in, it's, the bounce house is going to be an even bigger travel spot. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about the. Let's talk about what came in and out. Um, I think the the main guy when you're looking at this roster, why potentially you could be high on these nights is at the quarterback position with John uh, Rise Plumley in the second year of this Gus Malzahn system. By the way, Gus Malzahn, I should point out, eighteen and nine in his two years at UCF, year number three. They've gotten better each year in the in the American five and three than six and two, a step up. Um, what do you think of this roster uh, rush in terms of what what came in and out of the portal? Is there a specific air, uh, position that you like better than others? I like that if Plumley it comes down to him and what we we're saying. And Troy's brought this up earlier. I think I think this roster comes down to one person and shocker, it's the quarterback. But can he, I mean, this guy's a dual threat machine. This guy is, is he can probably single-handedly get you two or three extra wins. And we saw on last year's schedule, what happens when he goes down, you end up losing a game to like Navy, but you have him in a game ready to go is he'll will himself to that, those extra two or three wins. So I, I think, you know, of course, there's other great pieces around the, him and, and, and on this roster, and you're led by a great coach. But can he stay in every game? And if he does, I mean, maybe we are talking about the over here, Troy. He should be trying to get an NIL deal with Minute Rice, even though it's spelled R-H-Y-S. 
because there should be some kind of stipulation in there for any drive that they score a touchdown in under one minute, they should call it the minute rice. But <laughs> the one, the biggest thing that sticks out to me in the transfer portal is they lose Jeremiah John Baptiste, and that's the best player on the team from last year, uh, even better than John Rice Plumley. Him going to Old Miss stinks. I mean, you can't replace that, and you're going to be looking for probably three people to replace the production of Jeremiah John Baptiste. And I think moving up to the Big 12 and having a week to week grind, that's going to hurt way more than how much John Reese Plumley is going to be able to help. And for me, that's what makes me lean on the under. Like I know, I know Plumley is going to produce. I know there's weeks where he has a highlight tape that's three, four minutes long because he throws for 380 yards and run like a 103 and four or five touchdowns in a game. But that defense is going to get shredded. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my One of my bigger concerns is is the three transfers on the offensive line. How do they mesh? But I like the continuity at the skills position with uh, Javon Baker, Kobe Hudson, Xavier Townsend. I think I, from and then in the backfield, RJ Harvey and Johnny Richardson. I think, I think they have the the, the high major pieces, uh, Big Twelve uh, skill sets on the perimeter. It's whether they can protect Plumlee. Back to what Russ said of keeping him uh, healthy, and then yeah, the defense is still out there uh, to be determined as well because they struggled to get stops, especially against Tulane last year. That's why they weren't able to win the American. So. And they're going to be playing big boys in the Big 12. But um, we're going to dive into the schedule here. But first, one last time, I got to talk about the parlay play because we are brought to you by the parlay plays. And it is a great way to get down on your favorite parlay player props. Football season is right around the corner. And the parlay play will have all your favorite props. Hey, the parlay play is available in tons of states, including California and Texas. For you UCF fans, when you visit all those Texas schools, plus our good friends up north in Canada. And when you sign up with our code, you'll get a sweet bonus to get started. A parlay play I like. Uh, I like kind of looking at some of those overs on uh, Plumlee this year. So ch- check out the player process Plumlee. Parlay maybe with the over on the win total if you think they can beat Boise like we're talking about. So go over there. Head over to parlayplay.io and use the promo code SGP for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That is the parlayplay.io promo code SGP. And we are back on the Big 12 College Experience talking UCF Knights inaugural year in the Big 12. All righty here. Let's get into the schedule. So mm. initially, I don't know, man. I really don't have a lean. I may lean over seven and five, but that's initial lean. But we're diving into it. Uh, they're going to be, yes, yes. They're playing on a Thursday night to start the year, Love August it. the 31st on FS1. Spotlight game. They're going to beat Kent State by about 100 because their whole team's gone. Uh, <laughs> do we all have this as a win? Yes. Yes. Because Sean Lewis, the head coach there, I think it's Sean Lewis. I, I know his last name's Lewis, is the offensive coordinator for Dion at, at Colorado. And all the players left the portal. So that should be That's a right. Off. I forgot, yeah. like, the head coach left yeah. to go be Dion's assistant. That was the one of the weirdest. Yeah, that's right. I forgot that was Kent State. Yeah, yeah, Kent State's. Yeah. Yeah, they're done. 
they're going to whack them. So that gets us to the game that, that we've been talking about. This kind of the pivotal – and we we see this so much with the Big 12 where it actually they actually play nine non-conference games, unlike the fucking SEC who plays eight, and then they play two FCS, it feels like. Um, this is the game, kind of like a lot of these other Big 12 teams in week two – where we, where you, you, you pencil that in and be like, if we can get this one, we can really have a chance to go win eight, nine games. Um, they got to go to Boise. This is a rematch of a game a couple years mm-hmm. ago that uh, UCF was able to grind out at the bounce house, but it's not at the bounce house. This is on the blue turf. Rush, lead it off. Where are you leaning here? It goes back to my theory of I think this game decides whether UCF hits the the under or over for the year. It's six and a half is perfectly placed. Um, this game's at Boise. You're right. That game two years ago was was incredible. Um, I think there's something we've talked about it. A theme a theme that we continue to talk about is is home teams, especially in college football, especially when it's 18 to 23 year olds, especially when you're going from uh, Orlando all the way to Boise. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, this is going to be a loss, uh, for UCF. And I have them at one and one after this game, Boy, I think Boise state pulls away. See, I have this one as a straight up toss up, even on the road, I have it as a 50, 50 down the middle. And if there's one thing that I've learned from college football, it's that the better quarterback wins about 95% of the time. And I wanted to give this one a loss to UCF, but I think having that much time to prepare, I mean, they're not worried much about Kent state and you really don't have to worry about it being a look ahead spot. They're going to be preparing for Boise. They're already doing it right now. I think they go to Boise and win this game. They'll, uh, they'll need to. Yeah. I, I, I as I, I said earlier, I lean the under just looking at the schedule, but I think they go to Boise and win this game. Boise's only lost like seven games on that blue turf. I'm gonna I'm gonna say Boise wins by field goal. But I'm with you, Troy. This is a true toss up game. They do have the better quarterback, but I just it's hard for me to bet against Boise getting it done at home. So composite, we got that one and one. Villanova, the Wildcats are coming in. Uh, this is gonna be another drill spot. We all got this as a blowout win. Yeah, I think composite. We're two and one. Yep. Yeah, this isn't basketball, right? Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> All right, so that gets us to the Big 12 opener, and they did not draw a cupcake because they got to go to the defending champion, Kansas State Wildcats. Woo. Uh, any chance to go on the road and the little apple and get a win here, Rush? Well, there's always a chance. I just feel like this UCF team this year is going to be its first year in the Big 12. I think it's going to be kind of one of those teams that you know wins their home games and loses their away games, just kind of that – six and six ish, you know, they'll show flashes. They'll be in some games that maybe people say they shouldn't be, but it just, it feels like if there's one team um, in the big 12, if you were to say rush, what is the one team that wins all their home games and loses all their away games? I I would say UCF. I'll take this as a loss to the defending big 12 champion, Kansas state Wildcats. Now the, the reason why we all like Kansas State is their continuity. And a lot has to do with returning their quarterback. Well, UCF does that as well. I don't think they go to Kansas State and win this game. But I think I think they lose this like a 
the last drive of the game, whether it's a touchdown or a field goal or something like that, I think if you get given like four and a half for UCF, you take that. I think yeah, I would, three points. I would probably project that spread. I would take K-State probably K-State minus State six. six and a half. Yeah, yeah I was thinking five. And and, I was thinking five and a half. All of those, I think you would take for UCF. I don't think Kansas State wins this game in a blowout. Just the hype of finally being in the Big 12 for UCF, it doesn't really draw too much out of Kansas State to like prove that they don't belong from UCF because we already know that UCF's program is good enough to be in a Power 5 conference. I think this one is a grinder. I, I, and, I, and because of that, I think Kansas State wins, but I think this is a grinder out game. I think most games UCF is going to be in is going to be a grinder. I think a lot of teams they'll, are going to th- they'll get think blown, they'll get blown and they'll blow out other teams a lot. Oh, of course. I mean, that's going to happen. But what, well, that's why I said most games, not all games. But I, I think the thing is some some teams are going to have the mentality with UCF like, oh, this is this is one of the new teams coming in. You know, they may take it a little lighter. Next thing you know, that's like it's the fourth quarter and it's a three point game. And the other team's like, oh, I guess, you know, we got to figure this out now. I think UCF is going to be that team this year. I'm I'm, I'm seeing eye to eye with you guys. I think it's a close game. I think you look to take the points if that thing's around six, seven points. Um, so, yeah, we all got them at two, two and two. Uh, the Big 12 opener, they got the Baylor Bears coming to town. Sick them. Uh, here, I'll go to you first, Troy, because you are uh, a Baylor fan and yeah, a UCF I'm... fan. What do you think here, uh, Troy? This is going to be a welcome to the big game. Um, the first half, UCF is going to be amped. They're going to be pumped. They get to host a Big 12 conference game at the bounce house for their first time. And the second half is going to show you why they might be the class of the big 12 this year. Um, I, I know John Rice Plumley is better than Blake Shapin, but there's a part of me that would take Blake Shapin over him to be the quarterback of my college football team. He just, the mistakes don't really, I mean, when the mistakes occur, they're complete like brain farts from Shapin. When the mistakes occur from John Rice Plumley, he's just out there trying to make plays every single play. I think Shapin understands there's a few times where you can't make a play now. And a few of those are going to come back and Baylor is going to win this game on the road at the bounce house with the okay. same with the same TCU fire drill field goal kick. Damn. They're going to have the last drive. <laughs> it's going to be the game. reverse. They're going to have the last drive in a tie game, and the difference is going to be UCF turns the ball over. Baylor only has a few minutes left, and Shapin understands we get to the 30, we get to the 28-yard line. Let's just kick. I For me, Baylor's been like – it seems like the team that no one's talking about all year. I've said it before. I'll say it again. Uh, uh, I'm going to – going to ride Baylor this year. I agree with the setup, everything you said there, Troy, this could be the hell. This could be a, like a, like a 21 to seven UCF going into halftime winning this thing. But next thing you know, you know, Baylor starts getting it close into the third quarter. There's that stupid turnover, you know, Plumlee falls, you know, fumbles the ball, Baylor picks it up. And next thing you know, yeah, Baylor's walking off 
with a field goal and you're like, how did UCF lose that game? But, uh, but I agree. I, I, I think Baylor's the dark horse this year. And I, I think they win this game to, to move UCF to two to two and three. UCF fans, I got you. You're going to drill Baylor here. You know why? Because Baylor's coming off Texas. They're going to beat the Longhorns in the final game in Waco. And they got their other rival on deck at Texas Tech. So I got I got UCF winning, but as a group, we have it as a loss. Uh, all right, so we got them at 0-2 composite. Um, I got them at 3-2. You guys got them at 2-3 overall at Kansas, the Jayhawks. Uh, I have I have them at three and two right here. Yes, yes. Sorry, Boise. you had you you had them beating Boise. Yep. All right. So Russia's about two and three mm-hmm. at KU uh, on the Kansas pod. We had the Jayhawks winning. Correct me if I'm wrong. Correct. Did well, I? I, I, was, I know, I'm trying to remember yeah. if I. I might be benedicting myself. I, composite, again. I think compositely <laughs> we did. Ryan, composite we did because right? I have it. Yeah, you I have it right and here. I picked them. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know if there's, I did, There's a though. little bit of accountability on this show. Well, you can Benedict your Benedict by just making a pick. <laughs> I So I'll leave it like this. And this is what we've talked about, the problem with, you know, picking individual games. We could mean it as kind of groups or records. Um, I'm going to give UCF the win here and move them to three and three. I'm uh, still keeping track of all of my picks from the season previews. So I'm getting to the point where I don't even have to make picks anymore. This is a Kansas victory. Uh, they have to go to Kansas, which sucks. But yeah, this uh, this CF team, I think as good as they are compared to the other newcomers, is still going to get to see a nice uh, welcome to the Big 12 conference schedule opening with a bunch of losses in a row. I've got Kansas winning this one. I think... Hey. Uh, I think Kansas has the better quarterback in this matchup, and that's why. Yeah, I, uh, I, I'm i with you. I, I have them winning as well. They got absolutely hosed on the schedule. Three out of four on the road to start, including at Manhattan, at Lawrence, and at, at Norman. They didn't get at like Houston Norman, or Cincinnati. Yeah. Um, I got Kansas. Yeah. I, so, as a group, we have met 0-3. Um, then they got to go to Norman. Russ, do you have them beating the Sooners? No, they won't win this game in Norman. They're they're going to lose to Oklahoma. This, if you get any props, player props on Dylan Gabriel to play his old team in Norman, yeah, this is it. He's going to throw for four hundred yards, five touchdowns, probably run for ninety, run another touchdown in, and he's not coming out of the game either. That's going to be the best part about playing UCF for Oklahoma. Dylan Gabriel is going to play all but the last two or three drives of the game. The the other angle too, I'm looking at Oklahoma. Oklahoma is a bye, and it's coming off the Texas game. So if Texas beats them again, Venables is going to motherfuck them for two straight weeks and have them ready to go out of that bye. They yeah, both man, have buys. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, like getting Oklahoma off a, a potential Texas loss coming off, off a bye. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, I mean, talk about another bad schedule spot. I will um, say, any other time a team loses, though, Ryan always talks about how they're definitely going to come back and win that game. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's that that's that's the hugs in me. They, I've seen. <laughs> but, but whenever it's I, Oklahoma I, or Texas, doesn't matter. They're still going to lose. Oh, they oh, yeah, fuck them both. Yeah, they, they're going to the SEC, so. 
Uh, oh God. So, so potentially they could be zero four, maybe one and three. So that means they're absolutely going to drill the Mountaineers at the bounce house. They are. Look, I, I, it, I, look this is a horrible, if you want to show how horror, non-biased I am. spot for us, man. Look, look, look. I live in Morgantown. Maybe they'll shut off my Wi-Fi here. They've done it before when I've made anti-West Virginia picks before. UCF is going to beat West Virginia in this game. No doubt in my mind. Yeah, this is a... Uh, I hope I'm wrong, but no doubt in my mind. This is one of those, uh, if there's a lock on the schedule that you're looking for, this is the bet that you <laughs> want is. to put in. Although, yeah. I think... You'd actually rather watch UCF lose maybe at least to like Kansas State and Kansas or Kansas State and Oklahoma or something like that before you put your bet in. But I mean, this one is a full on lock. Even if I mean, you could guess Virginia up to eight and a half, and I would still be taking UCF with yeah. the points. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, we're all on the same page. Uh, uh, UCF's going to get this done. So then they got to go to the Cincinnati Bearcats rematch of some of those good American games. What do you, this is a tough spot because they got to go to the cold and UCF has not been good in the cold away from the sunshine. Well, I mean, who knows how cold it's going to be? What is this? The weekend of the fourth? I mean, this time of year, like the, 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 I heard someone's getting married that day and missing a West Virginia BYU game. And, yeah, we're gonna miss this game. <laughs> and apparently that, that person, uh, is wedding is preparing. It could be 75 degrees outside or it could be 30 degrees outside. And I feel like when you get to this type of year, you shouldn't use weather as a prediction for that. Um, I, I, I think, I think I, I, like we said, the biggest question mark for UCF is their defense and how they're going to be. I at a minimum I can see UCF outscoring Cincinnati and I, I UCF will win this game. Yeah, if there's if there's one quarterback that I do not give a flying fuck about <laughs> against the defense, it's Emory Jones. And <laughs> they may make if, UCF a defense look great. This <laughs> they they might they might find before, there might be somebody on the UCF defense that gets three sacks in one game, and you're looking at the <laughs> end of the year like, damn, this guy got seven sacks. No. He only got four sacks. He just tackled Emory Jones three times. Some NFL scouts going to forget that, and he'll get drafted in the seventh round and then show up to training camp and be like, why did we draft him? <laughs> yeah, I, I would also look at this one on, a, on the schedule as uh, you could probably lock it in at UCFW. I don't – I mean, I know since he has had a lot of success at Nippert, but this is going to be a very bad Cincinnati year. Uh, I'm not even afraid to say that they're they're going to be very very bad. So we got them composite as win. I actually got Cincinnati winning. Satterfield swept uh, Malzahn the last two years while he was at Louisville, including a win at the bounce house last year. Um, I'll go, I'll go, I'll go. Cincinnati protects home field, but as a as a group, we got them at three, four, four and four. Can Sorry. I? four and five headed into the last three with Gundy coming to town. What's up, Troy? Can I ask you um, on a scale of zero to one with one being Malik Cunningham, where would you put Jones? 0.5 Malik Malik Cunningham was, was, no way. Malik Cunningham was way inconsistent last year. Yeah. And that's Emory Jones. Anthony Richardson. He was, he was flashy. Like there were times where Malik Cunningham, it's like, what are you doing? So, How many times I mean, has Emory Jones Malik, been flashy with his arm? 
with Nizam. Exactly. Exactly. I, well, he's not saying, half, he's not even half of Malik Cunningham. And this isn't oh, me hyping up Malik Cunningham. This is me shitting on Emory Jones. I, I'm Cunningham, telling you, I'm taking I'm taking I've taken I've taken Cincinnati in this game. He's, he's sweat. He's I could win more. Year. I could win the same amount of games as Cincinnati quarterback as Emory Jones could. Nah, Cincinnati won't be that bad. I mean, they're probably going to be the they're going to be at the bottom tier, but they're not going to go two and ten. They're yeah, still they're so proud. Any close in any close game, they are going to be, going to be the one that makes the mistake. I'm pulling up because it's Emory right Jones. Two two years ago in Florida, he threw for almost three thousand yards. He's not, yeah. he's not terrible. Seven yards he's, to Lance. Hey, you, you can get seven yards slants against you, UCF. You, I mean, you think UCF's the Cincinnati scope? You think the Cincinnati skill position players are as good as the University of Florida skill position players? I think UCF's defense isn't very good, so I think that yeah, every Jones could. I could agree with that, up. but like, yeah, Florida, Florida wouldn't even play him. UCF beat Florida that year. In a bowl yeah, game. With 21, they right? Him. Yeah. They beat him in the bowl game. They, they, they offered yeah. Florida State. Florida State wouldn't play him in a home and home. They offered Florida. Florida wouldn't play him in a home and home. So what's your point? They – the state of Florida, they're – this year, I guess Florida State's probably the best team in the state. But out of the state of Florida, I'm scared of UCF the most. And I, I don't, don't disagree. Think, I was just saying I think Cincinnati could beat them at home at Nippert. That was my whole point. I don't think it's a gimme that 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 UCF's going to go into Cincinnati and win. They don't oh, drill anybody on the road. That's a lock. They don't drill anybody on the road. I'm with you, Troy. No, it's a lock. There's no. Yeah, there's no. Oh, you guys are going down that week. They're a big time. They're a big time conference week. team now. They're not a loser power five trying to prove it. They're this is just a normal warm game for weather team going to the cold that never goes well in November. It may not be cold. You're counting on a factor that may not look be up. Look thing. up John Reese Plumley's. Uh, if it's stats if it's 50 degrees, cold... it's cold in Florida. It's 50, was he still it throwing 92? Was he still throwing 92 huh? when it was cold? Huh? When in a in a cold college baseball game was John Rice Plumley throwing 92? I don't know. Probably. <laughs> but what cold games did they win last year? They never went in the cold. They got last time they went to Cincinnati, they lost by 50. Cincinnati I'm had a you, pretty they, different team. With an yeah, NFL not, quarterback. Yeah, they lost by 50. To, 50. to a guy not, that's gonna start in the NFL they lost, this year. They lost by 50. I mean they, the they, gonna, they to never a guy that's gonna start in the NFL. UCF never plays well in the in the cold. None of those Florida teams. That's why they always peter out in in November and December. All right, let's move along. We got Gundy coming down to the bounce house. Uh, I actually think that this is a good spot for the Knights here. What do you guys think? You going to well, this game, Troy? Yeah, you got to go to this one. I mean, this is this is a great matchup of like. Which side would ON go for? <laughs> I think, uh, I do think Oklahoma State wins this game. Um, not really any reason behind it other than I'm just trusting Gundy a little bit more late in the season compared to Gus Malzahn. Uh, that might be a mistake because Malzahn has actually played and coached in a major conference, but. See, I think Oklahoma State actually goes down to the bounce house and wins. 
I agree. I, I, I think Oklahoma State, they, you guys are, I'm coming around to Oklahoma State um, with everything. Oh, yeah. You guys, they have the best I schedule. Uh, the, Gundy, when they're underrated, they, they find a way to shine. Um, I'm with Oklahoma State. I think, I think with them to five how, to five. With how poor UCF's defense is going to be, that really favors a, uh, like a stupid style team like Oklahoma State, that when we see this defensive alignment, we run this play. And I don't know. I guess by now we'll know if UCF's defense really is that bad or that good. But just looking at it off the top, I I got to go with Oklahoma State. So we got it as a loss. I actually got another uh, disagreement. I got UCF because Oklahoma State's got Bedlam the week before. So I think I've been on record. I think that they're going to win that. That's their Super Bowl. And I think they dropped this game at Florida. So, But as a group, we got um, – they got to win some games because we got them at four and six and they got to go to Lubbock. So do we have them missing a bowl here? Uh, I don't have them beating Texas tech, but I, my record's different than your, the, the collective record. I, I think, I think they lose in Lubbock, but finish the season winning in Houston. I think they'll beat their, the, their American teams. I'm going six and six. I think everything is based off of that Boise state game week two. That's my theory. And I'm sticking to it. See, this is going to be a whole uh, Shug or Shuck or whatever the fuck his name is against John Reese Plumley. That's the whole game is going to be determined on quarterback play, as most Texas Tech games are. I just don't, I don't see UC's defense holding up in Lubbock. I think the crowd will probably play a little bit into it, and it might be a close game. But I got Tech winning this one. I've got them at, probably by a touchdown. I I, I do too. I, I do too. And I so that's a loss as composite. That's seven. Um, I got them at five and six too. But our composites uh, been lower because a lot of these games just been two out of three we had as a loss. Um, Houston, the finale. Do we all have this as a win in the final game? I yeah. They'll beat their the the American teams. Yeah, I've got them. I've got them beating Houston here. Troy, what do you have them overall? I have them at six and six overall, so I lean to the under. This is the first under I've given six out. Six and six in the Big Twelve. I have them six so and we, six too. So we all we, unanimously we all have them on the under. Um, shit, as a as a group, we actually met them at five and seven, but a lot of 50-50 games like we talked about. So it's it's way more. Uh, I agree with the whole Boise State being the determinant factor on the over-under as we look at the schedule from an outside perspective before the games even start. But if they can go to Kansas State and win that game on the road, everything could look completely different. If they beat Kansas oh, yeah. State on the if they beat Kansas State on the road, they're beating Baylor at home and they're probably going on the road and beating Kansas. And that's gonna turn them from six and six to nine and three. Kansas State will be their redemption game, but it'll probably be easier to beat Boise State than it will Kansas. But weird things have happened. But I, that, that's that's what I'm saying. Is week two is we look about we look at football and we'll be like, oh, you know, you get towards the end of the season, you're like, oh, should have won that game. We could have gone to a bowl. We should have done that. And then you always forget about those early games. And for me, that's I think what UCF is going to be in. And I think that blue turf is is going to cause them some trouble. What would you say the floor is, Troy, for this team and the ceiling? 
I think some of the, these games flip. The floor for this team is they also lose to West Virginia and Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. And that's a four win team, maybe yeah. even a three win team because I have them beating Boise. So if they were to, you know, lose a 50 50 game on the road, this might really be the, the team that's got the biggest discrepancy in floor and ceiling, actually. Because I just trust Jalen Daniels more than Jace Plumley. Uh, I know John Rice Plumley is a baller and he's played in the SEC and at different levels and he competes in Division I baseball as well. They could, I mean, if they start 0 and 4 in the league, it could just be a train off the rails. To be completely honest, there's not like a guarantee that West Virginia doesn't go to the bounce house and sneak something stupid out or like run the ball enough and win 17 to 14, just like Navy did last year. Hopefully. Yeah. I I, I think two things can be true here. Ryan is I think Kansas, the preview we just did can have the high, the, the biggest floor to ceiling, but I think UCF can have the most 50, 50 games. That that's that's what I'm saying, and I think their floor to ceiling their floor to ceiling is four and eight to eight and four. It it makes sense why they probably have the most fifty fifty games because they avoid Texas, they avoid TCU. Mm-hmm. Um, who else do they avoid? They avoid Iowa State potentially could be mm-hmm. the worst team in the league. So I mean, yeah, they, and they they don't play BYU. So a lot of the teams in that middle tier that they play. I kind of agree with Troy, four and eight. I think a ceiling, if they beat Boise and they protect all their home field and they sneak a road game out, nine and three. If, But, I mean, that's a that's a tall task. It's a high where ceiling. They got they got a – yeah, I mean, but, I mean, they, they got how many home games? They have they high got, fans. <laughs> they, got, they got five home games. So, it's – I mean, but it, it – but they gotta they gotta win that Boise game if they got any they chance at it and, and, and beat Baylor. So Which do you have a uh, uh, this is UCF unrelated um, an Iowa State update? No, yeah, Spencer Spencer Sanders has been contacted by Matt Campbell. I Ooh. see. So we did we tease that the other day? I can't even we remember. Did. On we, did. Yeah. Yes. we did. We did. Yes, that seems like a good went fit. back to Iowa State. Yeah. He would fit oh, in. He turns it over. He's, he's way better than Hunter Deckers. Uh-huh. The biggest problem oh, yeah. Spencer Sanders has is throwing interceptions. The biggest problem Hunter Deckers has throwing interceptions. The yeah. ceiling between the two is not even comparable. There are games that Spencer Sanders can win on his own. That would change everything. Everything. If he were to transfer to Iowa State, man. Isn't that the best doing previews and like everything just gets turned around and it's just like, yeah, I mean, let's just play the games. (laughs) Even, even Colby and I teased him going to Iowa state a month and a half ago when I was doing the Baylor preview. Got to look out for this guy. I said, no doubt. There's, there's a chance that Oklahoma state sees Alan Bowman and decides let's just get Spencer Sanders back now. Very unlikely, but, I then said, you know, there's a team like Iowa State that has a guy that throws as many interceptions as Spencer Sanders, doesn't have nearly as much experience. Man, I see. I see that as a really good fit. I, I do too. Play, he's not going to play in the NFL, so he might as well get you know one last year. 
the one transfer portal Iowa State does. They get Sanders. That well, yeah, I mean, they only they only use it when they absolutely need it, and they actually are in need. So, all right, guys. Well, we are halfway done with the previews. I said next up, last episode, Oklahoma State. I skipped UCF. This is UCF. Next up, Oklahoma State Cowboys and Mike Gundy. But before we get up on out of here, Rush, tell everybody where to find you. At Rambling Rush on Twitter and Instagram. And for the more uh, West Virginia show ryan and i do at ryan and rush show twitter on in instagram as well please subscribe as on youtube as well thanks for all the support everyone you guys can find me at troy tuning on my twitter or at nats park in real life um sometimes at capital one arena as well but uh i think this is gonna be the year that i finally make my glorious return to fedex field ryan I think there's got to be a chance that we all go to a game, right? Of course. That makes one of us. Not till they rename it the Redskins. I'm not going back. So, yeah, you you guys can find me at Moneyline underscore Mac. I'll be uh, signing the petition to bring back the Redskins. At OAN Mac. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Shout out to Mike Gundy. You're up next. Good luck, everybody. Let it ride. Only two petitions I signed.